0: Welcome in everybody to betting pros. It's time to place your bets. It is me, Joey P, Joe P Zapia, And today, oh, we've got a special one for you. The NFL is over. Oh, sad. I know. I'm me. We'll all be crying for a while, but don't worry. It'll be back before you know it come around August time, but we've got a lot of other NFL coverage here on the shows here on betting pros. We're going to talk to combine some other things, but It's really NBA season right now, and we're a little bit past the halfway mark, which means it's all-star game time, which means we have to talk to our resident NBA legend, Matt Modai, who is the host of Fast Break Bets here, right on the channel every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, three days a week now, giving you the best in NBA. Matt, I appreciate you hanging out with us today outside the normal work you're doing, because today we're gonna talk a little all-star game, a little bit of the, uh, maybe what the NBA looks like in the future, but this is that time of year where I think you sit back and evaluate the season and what you've seen so far. So that being said, I know it's kind of a big question, what are the big takeaways for you so far of what you've seen out of the NBA in 2023, now into 2024?
1: Yeah, good question. Um, I think it's been interesting to see how how much people care about the um the game limit for season awards and stuff, like the 65 game limit to be all NBA or, or to win like MVP and stuff. Like Embiid was the favorite. Now he's hurt. Now he's there, he's not even he's not even possible to win the MVP now because he's hurt. Um I think it's been interesting to see, uh, like the Oklahoma City, the one of the youngest teams in the NBA, one of the best teams in the NBA. The Celtics just running away with the uh, with the East. I feel like every year uh, there's there's some type of like narrative that forms at the beginning of the year, whether scoring's up, whether scoring's down. This year, it kind of feels like it's it's the young guys in the West, the Thunder, uh, the the even the uh, the Timberwolves are the number one seed in the West with uh, Anthony Edwards leading the charge. So no, it's been a fun season. Yeah.
0: And you mentioned some of the changes to the NBA season. I love it. I think it's great. Uh, I would like Major League Baseball to continue to evolve. Last year was a big jump for MLB and some of the rules changes we had. It was very positive across the board. And speaking of baseball, we'll be having baseball shows there. Don't worry, Joey Futures already has some bets in. (laughs) I'm going to be giving them to you all as we go on in the next weeks ahead. But, Matt, let's turn our attention, obviously, to the All-Star game. And let's start here with the competition for the skills because that's something, you know, I grew up with. I was in the I'm old enough, Matt. I'm old enough to remember Spud Webb winning. I'm old enough to remember the Jordan years and Dominique Wilkins and all that stuff. But it's become a different contest over the years. We're going to talk dunk contest. But let's start the three-point contest. When I was a boy, Larry Bird <laughs> was winning every year. But uh, now it's a very different set of circumstances. So who is your favorite pick here for the three-point contest this coming weekend?
1: Yeah, so for the three-point competition, I definitely did the deep, the deepest dive on that. So I'm very prepared for this. My favorite Bet is uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, right now, he has the second best odds, so it's not a super hot take. The favorite, the betting favorite in terms of odds, is Damian Lillard. Uh, I'm I'm not on Dame. I actually like Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, technically, a hometown player has never won the three point competition, which is interesting. That not that, that that doesn't scare me off at all. That's just kind of more facts than any that actually matters or anything. Last year was in Utah. Mar, uh, Larry Markkinen had the had the. Uh, he was participating. Obviously, he didn't end end up winning. Um, yeah, Dame's the betting favorite, but he's just not having a good year shooting from deep. He's shooting his second lowest percentage on in his career at 34.4%. Last year when he won, he was shooting 37.1% and averaging over 30 points per game. He's even admitted that he's got some personal stuff going on. That's kind of uh, the reason why he's been shooting in a slump a little bit. But I think just because he won last year and because he's got the name value, Damian freaking Lillard, that's why he's the betting favorite. I do not really see the value there. For me, it was on Tyrese Halliburton. He was the runner-up last year, lost to Dame. So he's got experience in the competition, successful experience in the competition, and he tied the record for most points in the uh, first round last year with 31. That That's literally the record. Obviously, they change the scoring every year, so the records are kind of wonky, but he did really well in the first round, and they kind of just lost his juice as it went on. But five years into his career, he shot 40% from deep or, or yeah, 40% from deep or better every single year. Um, and the reason why I ended up picking him as my favorite, I try to find like advanced stats that matter for the three-point competition. Like what matters, what doesn't. And the, the two things that I looked at was not only shooting percentage, but volume as well. And I looked specifically at wide open three-point attempts because that's exactly what the three-point competition <laughs> right, is. It's
0: a great point. It's a great point. Yeah
1: yeah uh, he att- he attempts the second most wide open three point attempts in the nba at 5.1 and he shoots uh he makes 43.2% on those attempts the only player that shoots more than him is trey young who is participating he's got the third best odds but he shoots at a, at a much lower clip right like trey young is more known as as a shooter i think not he's he's known as being a better shooter than he actually is i think because he can he has deep range but he's not a high percentage type of shot maker like Halliburton is. And then in terms of strictly percentages, Malik Beasley technically makes the highest percent of anybody participating, but he shoots less than half the attempts per game. So I tried to find volume plus accuracy is kind of where I went and how I landed on Tyrese Halliburton. So I know that was a long diatribe, but that's, that's no, where we're going. Uh,
0: I, I think you backed it up, man. Like uh, I, 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 I think it's fascinating because you actually found some stats that could actually somehow be relevant in a contest where everything is completely arbitrary. And I think that's fantastic. Not to mention the number is more than four to one. I mean, Matt, right off the bat, how often do you get any contest where the second person is four to one? That's that's a really good situation. So is there a long shot, too, if people want to have some fun and maybe sprinkle something somewhere else?
1: Yes, there is. So it's what I try to do for all these kind of events a favorite and a long shot. My long shot is Larry Markkinen. Uh, He's best offered at plus 800 odds. So eight to one, pretty good. Um, His second year participating, I do like the fact that he has some experience. Um, I mean, a first time player has won before, so it's not necessary or it's not like I'm completely writing them off. I just like the fact that they have experience. Um, So I looked at a little bit of a different stat with Markkinen. For Halliburton, it was uh, shots that were wide open. Uh, For Markkinen, it's catch and shoot opportunities because that's essentially the same mechanics as the three-point competition. And Larry Markkinen attempts the most catch-and-shoot opportunities per game in the NBA. He launches 7.4 catch-and-shoot. He's the only player in the NBA above seven. Everybody else is six and below. Um, and he shoots about 42% on those. So he does shoot them at a high clip and at a high percentage. The next closest participant in terms of catch-and-shoot is Malik Beasley, who attempts 4.8, so almost three fewer per game. So um, that's kind of like for Halliburton, it was wide open. For marketing it's catch-and-shoot. And I do like the fact that marketing also... Of the participants, he attempts the third most wide open shot attempts as well. So he kind of has the best balance of the two. He makes 45% on 3.6 attempts per game. And then on the year, he's shooting 40.4%. So another another shooter that shoots a lot of volume at a high clip. So between the two, I like the two. I I like Halliburton. I like Markkinen. Hopefully we can get one of them to cash. All right,
0: let's move to the dunk contest now, which uh, has really, you know, evolved and changed in the last decade too, I would say. I think the big takeaway for me when I watch it annually now is... The miss dunks really take the air out of the room. Like you get so hyped up, you get so excited. You see all the setups and all the things, and they're like, Well, there's a Rolls Royce, and now Shaq's going to stand on top of that, and the guy's (laughs) going to grab the ball off of that, and he's going to miss it six times, and then eventually he makes it. Yeah. I wish they would just tighten that up a little bit. Now, I understand that everyone's watching all that stuff, but I feel like so much of that too is I don't know if you could, you know, find a stat to back this up, but it feels like we're, you know, the guys who, at least complete their dunks within one try or two tries, almost have a better opportunity to get further in this competition because the air doesn't go out of the bubble as much for them, despite the degree of difficulty. So, right. with all the weird little idiosyncrasies that are now part of this dunk contest, there's somebody that stands out to you in the betting board that makes sense.
1: Yeah, admit, admittedly, the dunk contest is harder to find, like the stats that I found for the three point competition. Uh, for context, the favorite is Mac McClung, who won last year, but he's offered at minus 190. Yeah, I'll probably admit that he's the most likely to win. The odds obviously reflect that. Only four guys have repeated as NBA slam dunk champions, and the last one to do it was 2015. Granted, McClung is definitely a good bet to do so. Um, I went with Jacob Toppin at plus 600 odds. He's got the third. So, the sport participants, he's got the second long shot odds, the second. Um, he's just the least second favorite. I'm not sure the wording there. With Hame Hakez Jr. as the longest. Um, the. I mean, so Obi Toppin is his brother. He won in 2021. Um, Of the guys participating, uh, Toppin uh, has the longest reach. So I think from – and he's also one of the taller ones. So I think from height and length alone, he could probably finish some dunks that the other guys might not be able to. Like, McClung can can jump higher, but he's got a shorter reach, and he's just shorter in general. So maybe maybe – obi Toppin is is capable of finishing some dunks without needing 10 different t- attempts like some other guys so that one I'm admittedly not as confident in but six to one plus 600 odds again longest longest reach which is which was my logic there but this one's a little bit tougher admittedly uh was that Zach
0: Levine the last guy yes, who won? That oh was look, Zach at that. look at that the recesses of the brain still work <laughs> not great Matt but they still work a little bit okay. They still work Let's get to the game itself. Now, obviously, if you like defense, this is not the game for you. The all-star game officially has always been, uh, well, it's a a shoot fest. It's fun. It's running up and down. It's like watching your uncles play basketball and all that kind of stuff. But it is fun from the standpoint of it's very high scoring. There's a lot of show, and that's entertaining. So um, before we even get to some of the individual stuff, when you look at over-under numbers, is there? (laughs) I think this is one of the harder things in all of sports to, to hit on the Uh, over under because the number is always going to be so high. The defense is so low. Do you have a lean on this? Like have we set it to a point this year where it's so high that maybe it does underperform slightly.
1: Yeah. So I do have some numbers about the total. So it opened up at um, 365 and a half is currently offered at 361 and a half. So whatever sharp you can call it, because it's the all-star game. Sharp money did come in on the under. The important thing to note with the all-star game is there's no Elam ending. They had it for the past three or four years. Uh, where the Elam ending, for those of you who, who who don't know, it's instead of having a timed fourth quarter, it's just first to get to this many points. This year, they're just doing four normal 12-minute quarters. So no no Elam ending. So you can't look at last year, the total, the over-under was 325.5. That's because of the Elam ending. With that said, I'm not going to suggest anybody actually take the under on the All-Star game, but I will admit that's the better play than the over. It's not going to be as fun, and you're going to watch it, and you're going to be like, <laughs> man, these guys don't play defense. Nope. But... Even, even the past couple of years, pre-Ela Mending, like the total hasn't exceeded 361 since 2017. And there's a three or four year span in there where there's no Ela Mending. So I personally am not touching the total. If someone were to bet the total, the, the best value would be on the under. But that's definitely going to make you sweat a little bit.
0: <laughs> I imagine, you know, Charles Oakley and... Bill Lambier just watched the all-star game and just punch walls the entire time because they're just so mad. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. They used to punch people. Uh, Now they just punch walls. All right, let's get to uh, a side of this game that you like potentially here. So East or West, which uh, side are you uh, landing on?
1: Yeah. So I actually like the East and they're the underdog here. They're plus 125, plus 128 actually are the actual odds. Um, I feel like the West is the favorite because they have the, the better players when you just look at the name. Jokic, Doncic, Kawhi, LeBron, Kevin Durant. A lot of these guys don't try in the All-Star game anymore, whereas the East, a bunch of young and upcoming guys who actually will give effort, or Giannis, even though he's a little bit older, he, he still gives a ton of effort in the, uh, in the All-Star game. And if I'm picking a side, I'll pick the side that I think is at least going to try better, try harder, not necessarily the side with the bigger names, like Luka. He's appeared in four All-Star games. He's never scored more than eight points. Jokic, he literally admitted last year that he just doesn't care about the All-Star game. His exact quote: <laughs> I would not draft myself either. I'm not meant for this game. <laughs> Which is hilarious. And I mean, you just watch Jokic play. Like his game is not an all-star game type of type of guy. And then there's LeBron, who Used to give a ton of effort in the All-Star Game. As he's gotten older, has given a lot less effort. Uh, Beginning in his career, he would always play 30-plus minutes. He's played fewer than 20 in three of the last four, and he scored single digits in two of the last three as well. Whereas the young guys, they got Tyrese Halliburton making his first career start. Jason Tatum dropped 55 in the All-Star Game last year. Uh, Damian Lillard is not obviously a young guy, but he's also making his first start in the all-star game. And then like Jalen Brunson, Trey young, all these guys that have a little bit more to prove than Kawhi Leonard and, and all these, um, vets in the West that have been there and done that. So I think the better play here is on the East money line. You can get it for plus odds.
0: Plus odds. Sounds good to me. I didn't realize Damon never started an all-star game. That's kind of yeah, interesting. And-
1: it's because the West, between the guards, it's yeah, so yeah. loaded.
0: Yeah, I guess so. You know, all the years of the Warriors and, you know, Lakers. And it's just, wow, That's one I just never really thought about. All right, so yeah. uh, let's pick an MVP because that's always fun. You know, these odds are probably all over the place uh, in terms of big names and big numbers. But is there one combination of those two things that you think as a real opportunity? And especially if you like the East, I would imagine that MVP comes from there.
1: Yeah, so uh, if the East wins, which is my prediction, I think the most likely MVP is Giannis. Um, There's a couple of things that you need to win MVP. You obviously need to care about the game. That's the most important one. And Giannis has shown that he cares. Last year, you can't look at because he was hurt heading into the game. So he only played one possession because he still wanted to start it. But prior to that, he had scored 30 points in the previous two All-Star games. And he he checks every box for if you look at previous MVPs. He's obviously got a massive name. He's one of the biggest names in the NBA. Um, (laughs) Excuse me. He's shown that he cares about the game, which is important. He's on a good team. Granted, they're on a little bit of a slump, but I think they're still third, maybe fourth in the uh, East at this point. He's won and Finals MVP before. He's won real life MVPs before. So after missing it last year, I think it only makes sense for him to go uh, giving full effort in the game this year. He's also having an awesome year himself, even though the Bucks are kind of stumbling a little bit. He's having a great year, and even though he is the betting favorite, he's still six to one. He's plus six hundred odds. So. I always feel chalky going with the favorite. It makes me feel a little bit better when it's plus 600. Oh yeah, it would make me
0: feel better too. Now, if you parlay those things together, I imagine it's a pretty good payout. I almost kind of want to check on that to see what that might be. So if I take... Uh, the East for the upset and Giannis. I put those two things together right now. I can't parlay them on FD. So I got to find another way to do that. And that's why you have the betting pros app. So you know exactly where to bet the best lines at the best times and get the most out of it. So if you haven't already, download the betting pros app and make sure you're utilizing the tools. And of course, if you want to check out premium, you have iOS you can go ahead and get three free days of premium perfect weekend to do it with the all-star weekend. You got MLB futures out and ready to go. you even got some early NFL stuff out there. So a lot of opportunities this weekend on the holiday to make some bets and do it smarter, not harder over the betting pros app. So do that, please. All right. So Matt, I also tasked, I put him to extra work again, this is extra credit he's putting in for you people today. So I hope you appreciate it, but let's get a little bit uh, into the future of the NBA. So if there are three bets, maybe for the people out there on the board that you like, that you think uh, that people can use betting pros app, go ahead and use this knowledge and go ahead and make some money on NBA rest of season. What do you see that's out there? That's really intriguing for the rest of 24.
1: Sure. So I have three for you guys. Um, They're going in order of most likely to least likely to occur. So keep that in mind. They're all plus money because that's one of my, you got to bet plus money. That's one of my favorite things to do. Um, The first one, that I want to talk about is Steph Curry to win the Clutch Player Award. He's currently the betting favorite, but he's plus 190 at DraftKings. So I still think that's solid value. It's honestly a two-man race, in my opinion, between him and Damian Lillard. Dame has the second-best odds to win at plus 270. Uh, but I think, I mean, you could take both because I'd be shocked if a third player wins. So you can kind of guarantee some income there, assuming one of them does win. Um, it's only the second year of this award, so you don't have a ton of historical data and precedent and kind of what to go off of and stuff. But um, Steph Curry obviously has the name, Steph Rick and Curry. And I did try to find some stats to back this up. Um, So NBA has a stat where they define clutch points. It's like if it's five minutes or fewer in the fourth quarter and the game is within, I think a couple, I forget the exact numbers, but on the entire season, Steph has 157 total clutch points. Again, as defined by NBA.com. The next closest player, is DeMar DeRozan at 106 clutch points. That's a Mm. 51-point difference between him and the second most. And then if you look at like minutes played in the clutch, he's at the fourth most. So it's not like he's racking up a bunch of stats just because he's playing the most. Fourth most, yeah, it's a lot. It's not the most, and he's scored the most points by a mile. In terms of clutch points per game, he's second in the NBA with 5.1. The only guy above him is Anthony Simons, and he averages 5.2. Obviously, Simons isn't going to win the award, and he has the highlight reel moments, which I think you need. You need to have the stats. You need to have the highlight reel moments. We all remember the game winner he had against the Suns, where he like turned and, and shot it and put it up with like a couple seconds left. It was like a ridiculous shot. So you could have that on the highlight board when you when you announce Steph Curry as the winner. So I think at plus 190, I think, yeah, I think I think it's like a, what, a 40% win percent something like that? I think it's pretty good. More often than not. You know, yeah. it's
0: funny. We put this show together a couple of days ago, and that number's even moved. I don't know if you've seen In some spots, it's even minus, all the way to minus 125. Do you think it would still be a good wager really? if by the time people see this, like I'm looking at betting pros right now, you see 125, even minus 150 in a couple other books. I see that's where DraftKings has moved. Would you still bet it with all those great stats you have? I know you're not your plus money; otherwise, I'd start calling you uh, minus money, Matt. And I don't think you yeah. want that moniker. I don't think that's what you
1: want. It went from plus one ninety to minus one fifty. See, on your conference. instincts that's, were amazing, Modi. That's your crazy. instincts are right on. <laughs> See, if we had
0: just done this show Thursday, things would have been better. Oh. So now that it's moved to minus one twenty five in some spots, like I said, I'm looking on betting pros right now. You can get that over at BetMGM. Would you still invest in it before it goes even further down the road?
1: So I would still take it at minus one twenty five. I wouldn't take it at minus okay. one fifty. Um, it, it has moved like that for a reason. Uh, like right now, Jokic is minus one fifty to win MVP, and I still think that's a good bet at that number because at the end of the day, it's what are the win percentage of the odds and what's right. the win percentage of the bet. And I still think that the win percentage is higher than the minus one twenty five odds. But that that is unfortunate that it, I didn't realize it moved that much.
0: This is why I have the BP app, everybody. This is what I'm looking because I'm looking to bet it. Because, you know, I'm knee deep in Major League Baseball right now. I do nothing but NFL all year long, pretty much, too. So NBA, this is kind of where I start to get caught up a little bit. So I'm looking like, all right, Matt's putting me in the right direction. And all of a sudden, Matt's so smart, he says something. (laughs) Boom. Next thing you know, all of a sudden the lines move. All right, let's get to another one here. Let's talk about coach of the year. You got a feeling for that one?
1: Yeah. So coach of the year, I'm going with uh, Chris Finch. Um, I will admit I'm pretty heavy um, on futures that re- that are related to the Timberwolves in the regular season, not in the playoffs. Um, but right now, they're the favorite in the West. Or sorry, they're the one seed in, in the West by by a couple games now. They just smacked the Clippers in the Clippers' home court. Like, that's fresh in people's minds. They also won, and this isn't as impressive, but back-to-back against the Blazers. I mean, they beat the crap out of them, so that's obviously good. <laughs> um, what I like is, A, they're already in the one seed. B, they have of the top four seeds in the West, which is um, it's them, the Clippers, the Nuggets, and the Thunder. They have the easiest strength of schedule remaining of those four. And they also have the best record in the NBA against teams above the uh, 500. Even better than the Celtics, who have a four and a half game lead on them just in terms of uh, overall record. They have the best win percentage against teams above 500. So they have an easy schedule. And then on the teams that are tougher, they have a good uh, win percentage against. Right now, the betting favorite is Mark Dagnall at plus 170. That makes sense because the Thunder are one of the youngest teams. And last I checked, they were the second seed in the West. So that all makes sense. But it's not like the Thunder don't have talent, right? Like Chet is either going to win rookie of the year or come up second. SGA is a legitimate MVP candidate. Jalen Williams is is getting better every month. And let's not forget how bad the Timberwolves have been for my entire adulthood. They've been a joke for 25 years. And now he's got Chris Finch has got the Timberwolves with the best defense in the NBA by a mile, the best defense of the past two years, if you just look at defensive net rating. And this team was a a mess even last year when they first got Rudy Gobert. So I think he deserves credit for how good their defense has become for making Rudy Gobert back into a defensive player of the year type of caliber type of player where he was with the Jazz. And you're getting this for for plus 320 odds at least that's what it was last night. Check. hopefully this didn't this one didn't move aggressively against no no it
0: didn't it did just that one and, <laughs> and again it's only because I'm looking I'm like well I might as well bet this because I trust you you're a very smart guy and you're smarter than you know uh the next one I love this this is uh I am from New York uh if you are from New York there's not a lot of New York basketball you've been very excited about for a very long time but the Knicks seem to be on a team that's on an upward trajectory they're plus 700 and you think they can win the east tell everybody why
1: Yes, I, I have been a Knicks hater my entire life, but I'm, I'm, f- I'm switching the other way. I'm going totally in the opposite. Well, the direction. last time
0: the Knicks made it to a finals was 99. So that was, uh, probably it was some, geez, Charles Oakley might've been on that team. Now they think, yeah, I think about he it was. Yeah. I
1: was about I was seven years old when I, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, yeah, so the Celtics are the heavy, heavy favorite for obvious reasons. They have the best record in the NBA. They probably have the best top six in the NBA. They're plus one thirty to win the East. Like to me, there's not enough value on that at plus one thirty. Like that, like maybe the Warriors in their prime. I would take plus one thirty to win. So of the options of the field, it was the Bucks who, as a Sixers fan, are coached by Doc Rivers. He hasn't made an adjustment since two thousand eight. I'm out on that. They're the second favorite um, at plus two at uh, plus three hundred now. Uh, the third favorite is the Knicks that I'm talking about at plus 700. And the fourth favorite are the Cavs at plus 900. The Cavs, like I like their roster. They're still a little bit younger and they got punked so badly by the Knicks in the playoffs last year that I have a hard time seeing them winning three playoff series to get out of the East in a really, really tough East. And then the Sixers are the fifth best at plus 1100. If you guaranteed me that Embiid came back and was healthy, I thought, I think that'd be some good value, but at plus or with without that guarantee, obviously you can't guarantee that I'm not touching. So that led me to the Knicks, third best odds, who I think have a, a phenomenal roster. But more importantly than that, I don't think that the public has adequately caught on to Jalen Brunson being a legitimate superstar. Like he mm. he joined the Knicks and last year they were a fun up-and-coming team that nobody right. expected to do anything. He's a legitimate superstar. He like he he's I mean, with their whole team banked up, he's scoring 30 points a game. He's one of the best pull-up shooters. In the NBA, off the pick and roll, he can he can lead the um uh, he's, he can he can lead the fast break. He's a good distributor, and while he's not the best in terms of quick twitch defender, he's at least got a sturdy base, so you can't just out muscle him and, and punk him on defense. And outside of that, like their roster is phenomenal. Before injuries kind of derailed the team, they made the OG and, and Obi trade right around New Year's. They had the best defense in the NBA for five six weeks. But like, like better than the Cavs, better than the Timberwolves, the best defensive net rating. Obviously, they need all those guys to get healthy. But OG and an OB, Julius Randle should get back in the next couple of weeks. There's no really no concern like there is on the Embiid side. And outside of that, like DiVincenzo has been playing great. Josh Hart's, Josh Hart has been playing great. I love the addition of Boyan Bogdanovich, just another shooter who won't get t- t- completely exposed on defense. And they might even get uh, Mitchell Robinson back, who would turn their already elite defense into even more. And I just like the fact that they can play different ways. They can go small, put Hardenstein at center. They can go big. Uh, they have a bunch of ways they can beat you. And I think Jalen Brunson, like I said, what you need to win in the NBA is a legitimate superstar, and they have that in Jalen Brunson. So for plus 700, 7-1 seven to one odds, there you go. There you
0: go. Uh, really good. That's very exciting for Knicks fans. Be careful, Knicks yeah. fans. I know you don't have a lot historically to get excited about, but I was wrong. It wasn't Oakley. He was already gone from that team. That was the Allen Houston Latrell Spreewell days. Marcus Camby, I want to say on that roster Is that the, as well. The lockout
1: year where they had, a, it was a shortened season. Uh, and like you might, eight, be right. you might be like right. You might that. be right. That's
0: what Google's for, Matt. That's
1: what Google, <laughs> yeah, for going Google yeah. <laughs> it all
0: after the show. But make sure you're staying here for the show every Monday every Wednesday, every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern live right here. You got questions. You can ask Matt, but Matt Modai is the man when it comes to NBA. So make sure you're following him over on X. Make sure you also check out the live streams every single Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Again, uh, subscribe to the channel, drop your comments below. Give us your picks for the dunk contest for the three-point contest for the rest of the season too. You got something to say, say it in the YouTube (laughs) comments, but say it respectfully. Be nice. All right. We, We run a nice little community here. Be nice. That's a warning from uncle Joe, Matt. Great stuff as always, man. Great to talk to you. Finally, our first show together. I doubt it'll be the last. I doubt it. Uh, But uh, fantastic work here. Go enjoy the NBA All Star Game festivities and the rest of the NBA season. We'll check in on you, I'm sure, in the months to come. And that'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. For Matt, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Thanks for listening to the Betting Pros podcast. If you love the show, the best free way to support us is by leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Follow us on X and TikTok at Betting Pros and Instagram at Betting Pros NFL. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Betting Pros.